and you have marketing that's barraging you of how you think you should look and how what you should eat and you should do this thing and don't do this thing and it's so confusing and it's just like can we just cut out the noise and just have a real honest conversation about it Failing. 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 I know. We talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. And a blessing. Achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. I am so excited to introduce Amanda Valentine. She is a podcaster of Pound This, great podcast. I've listened to multiple episodes. She is a personal trainer and my favorite, she's a badass. Welcome, Amanda. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was a great introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, you're going to have to tell everybody before we get started, uh, you have a concussion. Yes. And what the heck happened? It's so stupid. It's not even a good story. I was being hassled um, by a friend to try to like balance on a stability ball, like just put your stomach, like your core is on it and your hands and feet are off the ground and you're balancing. So uh, he was giving me a bunch of crap about not practicing that. And I'm like, this is stupid to me. So I came home, I practiced it and I fell off the ball and just smoked my right temple into a door frame. Which oh I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And it wasn't technically that bad until two days later, I took a Pilates class, which I didn't realize was a jump board class. And I shouldn't have been jumping um, horizontally. And oh it God. just totally scrambled me up. And that was a couple of weeks ago. So fast forward to now neurologists. And now I have to go to balance therapy. No way. <laughs> and like, it's just, uh, it's become uh it's become a little bit of a mess. So I'm like, oh. man, it's, it's what a dumb story. It wasn't like, because I was like fighting sharks or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll talk about fighting sharks. Okay. <laughs> so share with us, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Give us some background on, on, your life? Um, I grew up in a really small town outside of St. Louis. I grew up in Millstadt, Illinois, which is about a half hour outside of St. Louis. It's 2,700 people, middle of nowhere. There's no traffic lights. (laughs) And there's, uh, I had to go to another town to go to high school because my my town didn't have a high school. So um, I grew up there and the way I grew up too, that I've been becoming more and more comfortable sharing more of my background on on my own podcast is I was a trailer park kid. I was the only kid that grew up in the trailer park. So very, you know, poor family, kind of an emotionally, physically abusive family. that I was also the only like the fat kid that had Coke bottle glasses, jacked up teeth. I had all of the things that were just begging for me to be bullied on. And so that's kind of how I I grew up. And I just always wanted to be on the radio. And I was just, um, I grew up listening to a morning show in St. Louis and I was obsessed with them. I felt like they were my friends. I loved that. I felt connected to them. I have never met them before at the time. The internet wasn't really around and right. kind of, but it was, I, I didn't know what they looked like, but I just, I just loved that feeling and I wanted to do that. And so my starting a radio career has took me all over the country. So I, I started working. My first paid radio job was in St. Louis. I moved to okay. my first full-time job in Paducah, Kentucky, was there for eight months. Did my, where is Paducah, Kentucky? <laughs> it's like, if you go to Southern Illinois and just cross the border, it's like, okay. it's, um, Western Kentucky. It's also in the middle of, nowhere. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Um, from there, I did my first morning show in Champaign, Illinois, where the U of I is. Um, and then I just kind of stuck with team shows from there. I went to Elmira, New York briefly. Then I was in Rochester, New York for four What's years. What's a team show? Um, so there's multiple people on the show. So it wasn't just me being okay. like, you know, here's this song and here's the weather today. It's like, and were shows. you always, so do, um, do radio hosts need to be really good writers? No, <laughs> no, because when you listen to your podcast, cause I think it's really interesting because I could never do a podcast where it's just me talking. And so when I was listening to yours and Mark Marin, I don't know if you ever listened to <laughs> WTF. Do you love him? I do. I haven't listened in a while, but yeah, he's great. God, he's like my hero. But what, but he starts off with his own, you know, he just talks himself Mm -hmm. and then he goes into the interview. And what I loved about yours is that you do that whole thing where the monologue and I wonder, do you write that or is that just freestyle? Oh, I just pull that out of my butt every time. Oh my God. Um, God. I do some episodes that are just me. Yeah, the interviews. And, and so I'm kind of all over the place. But yeah, no, I just so, kind of I just kind of. So when it. you're doing that, are you are you in your studio just like just doing it? Or are you walking around or what? How do you get to that creativity? Um, well, mostly I just kind of I think it's easy, especially on the topic of health and fitness, because that has been such a huge life changer for me um, yeah. that I mean, that's something that I could talk about forever. I'm a person that could just talk forever in general, but I, it's, I, I think of a topic or somebody asks me a question and I just kind of think of like, what do I have to say about that? And I don't know. I just, I love improv. I've done improv for a while too, that I just really? turn on a microphone and just say whatever needs to be said. And then I shut it off and I upload it and I don't think about it again. <laughs> Because oh if gosh. I did, I would go back and be like, you should yeah. have said it this way. You forgot this, right. you know? And so I just, I don't know. I just kind of rip it out. And that's why I like even doing like speaking engagements and stuff like that. Like, I don't know why that's, that's more comfortable for me than having like a script. Um, yes. it's just easier for me to, to wing it for some reason. That's just how my, my concussed brain works. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So how did you get into the health and wellness space. So you, 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 be, you, you become a radio personality mm-hmm. and then what? Um, well, I was, it kind of started with, um, when I was in Denver, there was a show that I was working on that was horrific. Um, it was the worst spot of my career and it's, it was just bad news all around. And after, Wh- why, like, um, what do you mean? just, yeah, the, the, like the culture there or something, no, the work the, culture, the people that I was doing a show with, um, like to scream in my face, like to steal my ideas and take credit for it. Uh, uh, just very yeah. demeaning, um, talking down to me, um, didn't fulfill job promises. Um, and then, yeah, it was just like, not, not a good scene. And so I, I mean, I already had been yo-yo dieting for a decade and dealt with binge eating. And now through my podcast, I know that I had binge eating disorder, but mm. so through that, I was just in such a low point that, I mean, I was binge eating every night. Like I was getting multiple drive throughs on the way home, knowing my husband wasn't going to be home. He'd be at work when I got home and I would just yeah. get to the point of pain and I would hide the trash um, under the sink. So he wouldn't know that I was just eating so much food constantly. And it was, that's where I was at a point where I'm like, I, this isn't me. This doesn't, this doesn't feel like me. I'm living in one of the most beautiful places in the country. I'm in Colorado and yeah. I'm not even going outside. I'm not, I'm just binge drinking with my friends and binge eating in secret. 
and this life sucks. And so I um, did a, a new year's resolution on the air with then my current, the morning show I was on then yeah. um, that we did 90 day resolutions of like, well, let's do little tiny bites. Let's do small goals. Let, let's not do this whole, sure. oh, I'm going to do this life change. And, you know, like kind of the typical new year's resolution right. vibe. So my goal was to lose the 15 pounds in three months for the new year's resolution. And I end up losing 20 pounds. And it was just really enlightening for me to be like, I'm doing this without a diet, doing it without being told what to do. I'm not yeah. hating myself or my body through this. It's, it was just like, Hey, mm. I, I can do this. And it wasn't knowing like I have over a hundred pounds to lose. It was just like, let's take it day by day and see where it goes. And that was just such a different mindset from what I had done in the past. And from there, I started walking a lot, um, enjoying the outdoors in Colorado. I started uh, couch to 5k and I started running. Um, wow. by the time I left Colorado, I lost like 60 pounds in the first year. Oh then I moved to Oregon for another radio job. Wait, can I press pause for a quick second? Yeah. So I'm curious. So binge eating is not something I know a whole lot about. Okay. Is there a kind of with the binge eating, was it that like something was sad and upsetting you? And then the binge was, um, almost like a way to narc out a little bit or to self-medicate 100 percent. that's what that's what it was okay. for me and i didn't make those connections in the time at the time yeah. i just thought like oh you just really like food uh, or i can't but you kind of knew you a little bit knew that it was a little off right because you were hiding it yeah i knew that it wasn't i knew that it wasn't normal for me to order two large pizzas for myself act like I had a party going on when the delivery guy came there so I could eat it to the point of pain by myself and then hide the boxes. Like I knew that was, yeah. I knew it wasn't right, but I like, I didn't really think of like binge eating disorder. Like I didn't really think of things like that. I just thought of like, this is my, this is my happy spot. Like it just felt yeah. like, again, like it's, I had a rough day and you know, I want to have a few and here. I deserve it. Yeah. yeah. And it, okay. And, and, and so was it easy to get out of that habit when you cut out when you went on the diet or did that come back later on no i mean what, what happens with that it always kind of lives within me it's just gotten better so what i would do at first was i knew that i would kind of go into those binges it's just kind of like i get overwhelmed or have a, a stressful day and i would just want to binge so again and then this is the healthiest option but i would just motor down a huge bag of baby carrots it's like i just needed that hand-to-mouth motion yeah so then i was prepared to have like vegetables or I would make apple nachos a lot. Um, which, what, what is this? Oh, it's delicious. You just slice oh up a bunch God. of apples and drizzle it like with peanut butter, put on mini chocolate chips and like some coconut and pecans. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you, wait, what do you bake it under? Oh, I don't bake it at all. I just put it on the raw apple and then eat it like chips. Oh my God. That's so amazing. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, okay. <laughs> all right. You lose the weight. You're like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. I feel good about myself. And then you move. Yeah. And then um, when I was, well, when I was in Oregon, I did a lot of hiking and, and felt really good and um, just did a lot of running. And I was there for two years. And then I um, uh, took the job at B105 in Cincinnati. And when I moved to Cincinnati, I, I, I got my first gym membership. I'd never been a part of a gym before until I moved here. And I was still just, you know, it, it's interesting moving so much because when I met everybody in Cincinnati, like yeah. nobody had known these, this other version of me. So you see these right. other pictures of me and people are like, that's not you. And I'm like, no, right. totally. You just didn't catch me at that time. And so 
from there to kind of get me where I am now is, you know, I would talk about on the air, my weight loss and my struggles to a point, but there's only so much you can do in between songs. You know what I mean? It's right. an upbeat atmosphere and, you know, losing weight and body image is not always upbeat. And so, um, I was asked to start a blog, um, which I wasn't super hyped about cause I don't really like writing. I'd rather talk. Oh yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. And yeah. so I, uh, I started a blog and that went better than expected. And, then I asked to start my own podcast and just be like, hey, that sounds fun. This is something I could talk about. And kind of that was a, a game changer for me too, of just realizing just how deeply I love this space and meeting so many amazing people, especially in mm. Cincinnati in the health and wellness field of just everything from physical therapists to therapists, to personal trainers, to gym owners, to people with their own weight loss stories, their own, you know, eating disorders. And it's just meeting so many amazing people and hearing their stories. I'm like, this just fills me like this fills my heart. And this just feels like something that how I, how I want to spend my life and dedicate a lot of time to, because it is something that's such a struggle of trying to lose weight, especially, or just being healthy in general. And you have marketing yeah. that's barraging you of how you think you should look and how, what you should eat and you should do this thing and don't do this thing. And it's so confusing. And it's just like, you know, can we just cut out the noise and just have a real honest conversation about it? So, um, was there a time when you, cause you're not on the radio anymore. No. Was, was there a time when you said, okay, this is my seminal moment. I want to fulfill because your dream was always to be on the radio, right? Yeah. And then it shifted. How did you know? And were there any tough times in making that decision? Oh, it was an incredibly hard decision. I'd say that the catalyst was my contract was up. Okay. And so there was there was a decision that needed to be made anyway. And that's where I really hummed and hawed um, for a long time because it's like, I, I really love doing this podcast. It's really fulfills me. I've mm -hmm. met so many incredible people. I have all of these opportunities to work in the health and fitness space or do something here. And it was like, but is that, you know, how do I really want to jump all in? And it was very back and forth thinking about that. But then, you know, kind of knowing where the radio industry is going and yeah and that has a huge role in this of like okay so i was asked to sign another three-year contract i'm like do i want to spend another three years doing the exact same thing where ultimately like i mean I, radio you can get fired in any moment i've been fired in the middle of a show before no way yeah <laughs> are you serious yeah that's what the good that's what the show that i hated they got me fired in the middle of the show and then afterwards text me and told me they were going to ruin my life <laughs> Wait, you're joking me no no they were you me, scared um i wasn't scared this is uh, actually that's an interesting story because they told me that they were going to ruin my career and i mean they put it in text so that's just stupid i mean they put it in writing. yes um but for me i really didn't pursue it and this is uh, in, my, in my own personal view of being a female in the radio industry which there's not a ton of yeah. And the role of women in radio is mo of a lot of just like entertainment news and the side jokes. Kick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so traffic. Like, exactly. And so I'm like, do I rock the boat and potentially ruin the rest of my career to be labeled as quote unquote a bitch of like, if I, I have every right to 
go after these dudes or go to, you know, HR and, and figure some stuff out. And I'm like, no, because it's just going to nothing but cause me problems. I don't know if I'll be believed. Um, It's just like, just let it go. And that's, but okay. When they fired you in the middle of it, was it like on the air or was it when a song is being played and they just come in and say that? Uh, Yeah. My boss came and pulled me out and just said, you know, we're, we're letting you go. And I'm like, do you have plans of how to get the stuff done for the rest of the day? And they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And they just shuffled me down to HR and they're like, stop it. Sorry. <laughs> Later. <laughs> All right. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I've, I've seen, I've had co-hosts um, at my station in Oregon, my co-host after a show, he came over to my cubicle and he's like, I just got fired. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, you're kidding me. And he's like, no, we went out in the parking lot, cried it out. I helped him carry his stuff out. I got pulled into a meeting as soon as they came back in. And they're like, you're doing a show by yourself for two weeks. After that, you're going to start doing a show with a sales guy. And I'm like, I have no say in this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Dude, it's wild. (laughs) It's a wild. You're like prepared for anything. (laughs) At this point, I feel like it. (laughs) Right? So it's, yeah, it's been a wild ride and just knowing how temperamental it is and just with streaming services and and the way that people consume media, I'm like three more years. And I loved my experience there. I mean, everybody is fantastic. It was awesome, but it was for me. I'm like, I have this, this thing that I'm like, I have to pursue it. I'm never going to know what happened. If I choose another three years, at least in radio, I know exactly what I'm getting from that. If I pursue health and fitness now, while I have all of these opportunities, I got to see where it goes and maybe it, I fall flat on my face and it sucks and I'll have to figure out another job, but it's at least I'll be happy that I, I took a risk. Well, okay. I also think it's amazing that you also have the cookbook and that spice. What is it again? Uh, the, the bite this bagel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what? okay. How did those come about? I just love how you've done those. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I, the frying pig guys, they're amazing. So I, I just love supporting local businesses and I, I mean, I just love supporting local. And so I can't even remember where I found one of their spices or maybe I found them on Instagram. They sell some of their stuff at Finley Market. Okay. And so I started- Which for listeners outside of this, uh, that's a market downtown. Yeah. And they, they sell some in like Jungle Gyms, which is also in Cincinnati. And yeah. so I just, you know, had a, a relationship with them and I had seen them at events and stuff before and used their spices and- um, I wasn't able to really do anything with them because of the radio station and rules. And so when I yeah. knew I was leaving, I, I asked them to have a meeting and I was like, Hey guys, I'm like, I would really love to partner on this. Cause I show my meal prep on Instagram and, um, you know, can we come up with something together? And they're like, heck yeah, let's figure it out. And so that process was super cool where they threw everything together and send me testers. And then I would try them and tell them my favorite out of the bunch. And we would do it over and over again until we found the exact bagel seasoning. And so I don't know, it's just so cool because I actually am obsessed with that seasoning. I order it like 10 at a time. And I, I, well, now I want to get, when I saw it (laughs) on your website, I was like, Oh my God, I love that because I've bought like Trader Joe's has one or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The everything big, whatever it is. And I love it. I think it's so great. And I did get, I have gotten some downtown, uh, but not that. So I'll have to try it. Uh, so you have this new endeavor. You start this new business out. How long ago was that? Um, two months before COVID. <laughs> well, Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that yes. Yeah. Well, you took a leap probably at the right time because people definitely needed to work out. Yeah. And that's where, you know, just, I mean, we all live through 2020, but I mean, I, I had never had intentions of being an entrepreneur or starting my own business and things were just, you know, I'm just trying to figure things out as, as I go and figuring out, you know, acquiring my podcast and everything else and, and what I'm doing. And yeah. it was, you know, everything that I did have planned kind of fell apart um, because I was going to start training at Cincy 360 Fitness where I train now. And then the gym closed. I was supposed to have this um, meal prep retreat in Moab in April of 2020. Oh that got canceled. And speaking engagements and all this other stuff and traveling and it's obviously was all gone. And so it was like, okay, <laughs> how do I what reinvent? Do we, yeah. And so, um, that's where I'm like, I, I mean, my podcast has always just been uh, the, the staple for me and I've been doing it three and a half years now. So I went just all in on that of who can I talk to about COVID? How can we talk about mental health? How can we talk about meditation? How can we talk about, um, you know, talking to doctors at Christ Hospital of just trying to be like a good information source of thinking of the health and wellness perspective of COVID in a different way than just obviously just like COVID health. And so, but from there, I'm like, okay, well, what else do I need to figure out here? So I, I started doing online health coaching. Um, so that was a, a pivot that I did. Smart. And um, so that, and I, I worked on getting a bunch of certifications. It was, it was actually a great pause to really kind of get a lot of education and get some certifications behind me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so can we talk about a little bit about uh, meditation? Because um, I follow like neuroscientists and neurologists and all this stuff on Instagram because I think it's really interesting from a resiliency standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. And also, um, I mean, not just resiliency, but how to live your best life. Yeah. So for you, what, what has meditation given you or what have the benefits been for you on meditation and maybe some tips for everybody around that? Oh man. I don't know if I'm the expert. I, I personally really like guided meditation. Um, mm -hmm. I have a hard, I am, I am such a go hard. I have a really hard time yeah. sitting still. Um, yeah. which is why I try to meditate to have some chill. I have no chill. And so, <laughs> um, the guided meditations have been huge for me. So I just look up on YouTube and find one at a length that I'm prepared to do and just try to, to breathe through that. Um, and also kind of my other form of meditation is at the end of the night, I kind of like taking like, this is my self-care is taking like a, like a long shower of Ooh. just, you know, having like my, my salts and scrubs and everything. And just kind of like zoning out. I put on like the, you know, the, the frequency music or the spa music and have it chill, yeah. low light. And then when I'm doing that, it's just kind of, then I try to think of like unwinding my life in the day. Therapy has been huge for that too. So I've been going to therapy since the beginning of 2020 and really kind of trying to slow down and think, and then trying to, for me anyway, I've been so like growth focused of really unwinding the things of like, why do I do what I do? Like, I feel like I get yeah. crazy road rage. Why? Like what, what's triggering that same thing with the binge eating? Like what, what's the root cause of that? Why am I so angry? Other than drivers are just awful. Um, <laughs> 
And so like, that's kind of what I'll try to meditate on. I try to do that more than just completely clear my head. Cause that just makes more sense to me of like really trying to like massage out of like, sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's negative of, of, you know, why do I do the things I do or who am I, or, or what am I really proud of today? And yeah. kind of really try to like love myself through it. So I guess that's kind of my version of meditation because I've spent so much of my life and I continue to be my own bully and I'm so incredibly mean to myself. And it's like, I have to catch myself in that and really try to find a place of like loving myself. And that's been, that's been my journey over the past year and a half through COVID of, of trying to really, truly work on just trying to love and appreciate me more. And I feel like the, the meditation is a chance to sit down and kind of focus on that and journal if I need to, or just record something to have the audio out to just get it out of my head. You know what I mean? So the, the love myself speaks to me so much. And I was listening to a podcast, this podcast this morning with Jay Shetty, you know, think like a monk or something. He wrote that book. Do you know what I'm talking about? Check him out on, on Instagram. He's amazing. Anyway, um, this man that he was interviewing was talking about uh, think about how many negative thoughts come into your head a day. And if you have those negative thoughts, it's obviously going to be, you know, a belief becomes an action at times. Yeah. And so a thought becomes a belief becomes an action or a consequence. And just even getting up in the morning, I'm trying to remind myself to remember those like three or four things that I'm grateful for. So instead of thinking about worrying about my day, I have to do this and this and this and this and this, and oh, my body is fat. It's, um, oh, I actually don't look so bad right now. Or, oh, um, I'm grateful for my dogs, right? Yeah. Something that I know is going to amp up my my mood. And and it's, I'm not always great at it, but I'm, I'm trying to be better at it. It's so hard. It's when it's... I mean, it's just so difficult. What you when you say it, it doesn't seem like it should be to like. I know, but it is. It's like, why but don't I is. love myself like I should? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the mean things I would never say to another human. Oh, but I'll just tell myself what I know. Crap I am, and I'm like, that is so not helpful. <laughs> what I loved that this guy was saying is that if you think about the evolution of our brains, and we know that it was fight, flight, or freeze, right? Mm -hmm. And the brain scans, I think uh, the brain scans like for threats six times every second or something like that. So the brain is scanning for threats all the time, right? That's our prehistoric brain or whatever the, the correct term is. And so it is hardwired in us to be looking for those things, uh, evolutionary, but we can switch it right? Mm -hmm. To look for the positives. And that was a good, for me this morning, I was like, gosh, that that's a really good point that I, I forget that sometimes it's my brain. It's not me. Yeah, totally. And it's also to know that it's a, a practice. That's something you have to work on every day. And it's not like this is just going to be solved because you thought about it once. And that, that's where I kind of connect right. it to health and wellness or like weight loss or any of those things of like, it's not just going to happen because you ate one salad. Like it's going to yeah. have to be a forever practice. Like you're not going to go from playing chopsticks to playing Mozart. Like you're <laughs> going to have to have some time to like work on it. And so that's helpful for me when I get, cause I just, I'm really impatient and I get frustrated of like, 
catching myself in those negative thoughts again. I'm like, why am I still doing this? I'm like, well, you're catching yourself. You didn't catch yourself before. So we're progressing. That's, that's the progression is you notice that you do it now when you didn't before. How do you, cause I listened to one of your episodes and you talked about like, you know, how for, I'll give my, for me, I don't love broccoli, but I know I should eat it. <laughs> and like, I think that I like unhealthy foods more because it's like naughty and I'm not supposed to eat them. How do I retrain the brain or um, start to like broccoli? Basically? Um, well, I'd first by saying that you don't need to eat broccoli and you shouldn't like, if you don't like it, then don't eat it. Like, <laughs> I don't mind it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like healthy food. Yeah. Just like the healthier choices. stuff. And that's where, yeah. like, that's where it's going to take some time too, of just like experimenting of trying, yeah. cooking things in different ways and finding ways that you like things that maybe you didn't. Um, I think already going into the mindset of saying, I don't, I like unhealthier foods more. You already told yourself that you did. So, oh, I did. and so it's like you, well, just sort of like, I can't do this. Well, you just, well, you're not. Cause you already told yourself you can't. So right. if you're like, you know what? I do like healthy foods. I just like, I don't like broccoli, but I like Brussels sprouts. Then it's that different kind of mindset. You're going into it of finding again, cause you're going to, you can find a million different ways to like healthier foods. And I think it's also too, if you think about think of healthier foods also as an investment in yourself of mm. that you're not going to go you're not going to it's not going to hurt anything you're not going to harm yourself by doing it other than i don't know maybe have a bathroom experience because you tried something new <laughs> other than that like you are just you know you're taking care of your body it's another form of self-care if you come at it from that mindset of just like, this is really good for me and I'm doing something good for me. And maybe that is more fueling for you than being like, oh, I gotta eat broccoli because it's healthy for me. Of like, just kind of having those labels of like good and bad, I don't think is is great either because I don't think that anything is off limits. If you wanna eat, you know, deep fried butter, I know I do. I don't know why, I mean, I just love butter. Wait, Things what are deep, deep fried. fried. What, the heck is, what the heck is deep fried butter? And it's at the Iowa State Fair. I have not had it, but apparently they take a stick of frozen butter and they batter it and they deep fry it. Get out of town. Totally want it. Oh God, I want, could you try it and then talk about it on a, on a podcast? Oh, I mean, I, if I ever find myself in Iowa. <laughs> Amanda, uh, growing up where, with regards to like what was eaten in the home, did you have to change or educate yourself more around healthy food and non-healthy food? Absolutely. Like growing up, I pretty much, I mean, I had no idea of nutrition or health. I mean, I literally would just eat whole boxes of gratin potatoes at a time, multiple cans of, I mean, we mostly like a lot of the food we got was what we got from the church. So it was like, hmm. you know, it wasn't, my mom had a ton of money. It was like, we're living on a budget, which means we're getting like, whatever is donated to us when that was needed or just whatever food is cheapest, which is a lot of mac and cheese and cans of chili and, um, you know, mashed potatoes and, and stuff like that, or, you know, the, the instant mashed potatoes. So I didn't know anything about it, uh, health and wellness at all. And I mean, the, the only internet I had at the point I still lived at home was like AOL chat rooms, like Napster was just a thing as I was like leaving, like moving out. Mm -hmm. But even the first 
like my whole twenties, I spent yo-yo dieting and I don't really feel like I learned anything there either. It was just kind of yeah. like, I was told what to do, like eat seven grapes, have four wheat thins. That's it. That's what you're doing. Or don't eat any carbs. So you can eat everything but carbs. Right. And so there's all these rules, but I didn't understand why I was making those choices. I just like, oh, carbs are bad. I didn't have any education on it. And I think that for whatever reason, when I started making healthier choices for myself, I became more interested in because I had to figure it out on my own. Mm -hmm. Like nobody was telling me what to do. So I had to figure it out. And have you gotten your family to eat more healthy now? No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, not even my husband, my husband eats like a 12 year old boy. Like he eats <laughs> nothing but like ice cream and chips. And like, I don't think he, he nothing fresh at all. I have to like berate him to drink water. Um, so like we live in totally two different lifestyles, which is, is interesting. Cause so many people tell me like, I, well, I can't eat healthy because people in my house don't eat healthy. I'm like, well, well it's like yeah. crap. And it's, it's, it makes it harder, but it's also, yes. there's also, you know, little mindset shifts I had to do with that of like, with his stuff, I have, I've helped myself having the mindset of it's like the work fridge. And I don't want to eat somebody else's lunch out of the fridge. And so, and if I do, I'm going to have to tell them and then I'm going to have to replace it. And that's a pain in the ass. So I'm just, I'm just going to stay away from it. Okay. That's the greatest reframe I've ever heard. Oh, yay. <laughs> that is so good. It's helpful. It's that's helped me a lot of like, that's not mine. So, all right. I think we need to close out with some good reframes that you can give some people. What are some mental tricks that you've created? to live a healthier lifestyle? Oh man. Um, is that a trick question? Um, it was so good. That, that one was so good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's well, that one is definitely helpful with the, the junk food and also what about exercising think, when you don't want to. Um, I think it's, do you, do you play a game with yourself or something? Yeah. I think it's just really honing in on self-awareness of being like, what do you mean? Of sitting there pausing for a second of like, why don't I want to go to the gym? Am I being lazy? It's like, what's the real reason I don't want to go? How will I feel afterwards? Like fast forward an hour. Like, mm. how will I feel if I don't go? Like, I know how so I mine feel. Is, I mine is, I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. I haven't exercised in so long and it's going to be hard. Yeah. Well, then I think that gives you a reason to do it more often. So you're not in a place where you dislike it. Or finding a, a form of exercise that you that really I like. enjoy. Like, that's why I really love walking. I lost most of my weight walking. I didn't go to, a, I didn't pay anybody. I didn't go to a gym. It's like, I really liked putting in my headphones, listening to my favorite podcast and going for walks. Yeah. And so that's, you know, healthy movement's healthy movement. It doesn't have to be lifting weights. That's true. Are you a bit, do you, do you subscribe to lifting weights though? Yes, very much so. I feel like you that's do. what's that's what's changed my body the most and will be the most beneficial throughout your whole life, especially for seniors of doing strength training. Of, really? I mean, you don't have to go ham, but you, I mean, doing some sort of strength training was the- You don't have to go what? Ham. <laughs> or go, what does that mean? Go like super hard. You don't have to be like Arnold or anything. You don't have to like go and be a bodybuilder. <laughs> so I love pickleball. So I do play that, but uh, my cousin is, uh, how old is she now? Like Oh my God, she might be 60 and she is way into strength, strength training and she looks amazing and she is so strong. I swear to God, yeah. she's aged backwards. 
Well, that's where anybody that, you know, that's a woman that like says like, quote unquote, I want to look toned or have that look that's come, that comes from lifting weights. And that's going to change your body composition so much. Like that's where you even want to throw out the scale. The scale won't even matter that much because your body will change with lifting weights and will give you that look that you're looking for. Like you want that kind of like lean, strong, you won't get bulky. Like it's, that's, I mean, that's the secret to that. How long does that take? Do you feel like? Oh, it takes a while. Um, but if you've never strength trained, like if you're going from nothing okay, and, yeah, into that, me, never. I mean, you're going to have those beginner gains, like the first couple months for you, like you're going to, you're going to see some re results. You're going to get strong really quick. Like even me being a personal trainer now, seeing how strong people get like in the first couple months. And then for me, what's awesome now that I can do this in person is to like, yeah. just see how much their body change. And even there's the frustration of like, well, the scale didn't move, but I'm like, but I'm looking at you. And you physically, and you, you look, look different and you look good. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Not that you didn't look good before, but it's like, we can, I can see a change. And I think that's where people kind of shy away from it, especially on a weight loss journey is because they're hung on the scale, but it's that that's at first, it's going to kind of have to equal itself out a little bit. Cause you're gaining muscle because if you've gone from nothing to something, you have sure. gaining that muscle. And so that's going to weigh something, but it's also going to change your body composition. So I think things like that too, finding what you enjoy and having the mindset of like, I, I don't know, I, I pull myself back to a lot of like, I have this one life and I have this one body and how do I want to move through this life in my body and how can my body give me the best life possible? And I've done so many things from changing my body. I've summited mountains. I've run half marathons. I've had these amazing experiences that I never would have felt comfortable in my own skin yeah. to even do without changing my body. And so for me, that's such a huge motivator. One of the days that I don't feel like it and give myself a million excuses of just like, but you know, I'm investing in me in, in my life. Like I might be able to go, like I did in 2019, I backpacked across a glacier in Banff and wow. it was amazing. And I'm like, but this body can do those and have these amazing experiences because I'm, I'm working on my body and it's that consistent everyday investing in myself that has those payoffs. And so I feel like I think of things like that when I'm like, I don't feel like doing it today. And we're like, but do you feel like, you know, for me, I like outdoor adventure stuff. Do you want to go whitewater rafting in a couple yeah. of months? Like, do you want to feel strong enough to do that? Like, yeah, I do. I'm like, all right, then let's go get it. So I, I love too, <laughs> that you also have such gratitude for your body. And when I try to do my gratitude list, literally they would be like, I can walk, I can run because not everybody has that. Exactly. I mean, it's as simple as that, but it, but I love that you have that gratitude for the body. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, my body has been, been through some hell. And so it's uh, the fact that, and, and that's where I can be proud about it. That's where it's like, I feel like, again, I guess another mindset shift is too, of like, you can always you know, um, choose to be a victim or be a survivor. And I feel like, you know, I've gone through some really tough things and I'm choosing to have the outlook that I've survived it and I can do anything rather than like, oh, this sucks. Why does this keep happening to me? Or, you know, I, I wish my body could do this. I wish my body looked like this of like, but you know, but I have, my body can do these things and it does look this way. And like, why does it need to be something else? And it actually, if it was that, would I ever really be happy? Am I ever going to be yeah. satisfied with it? Probably not. Right. <laughs> and I think that's a life lesson about everything, right? Not just about our bodies, but yeah. 
You are a love. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Listeners, check out Amanda's podcast, Pound This. It's great. And I think you're so funny on it. And it's wonderful tips too and interviews. So thanks again for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod. 